This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller has it for you. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning here on this beautiful Sunday in the great city of Chicago. Inside the first Midwest Bank studio, I am Jeff Meller here for you to help you set your fantasy football lineup as I am every Sunday morning during the football season starting at 8 a.m. Take you right up till 9 o'clock. So if you have a question or a fantasy football dilemma, please feel free to give us a call. 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000. Good to see Eric Ostrowski at the controls today. Helping out as always has me set with all my highlights ready to go. And if you're unfamiliar with this show... This is where we run through all the latest injury news, what you need to be aware of to help you set your fantasy football lineup as we get ready for noon kickoffs here in Chicago. And, of course, if you're just a football fan, this is all good stuff to uh, be aware of. If you want to maybe lay down a shekel or two and make a play, it'd be good to know who's playing today. So that's exactly what we do here on ESPN 1000. Again, 312-332-3776 if you have a fantasy football question. Week 11, let's go. Bears, Rams. Now out of the I formation. A Le'Veon Bell kind of hesitation and then utilizing that speed to the outside. 25-yard run for David Montgomery. All right, so David Montgomery, big news for Bears fans as well as fantasy football players. What is the latest? Well, I'll let Matt Nagy share it with you. Yeah, it was it was it was good to get him back out there and just kind of see where he's at. He's going to end up being uh, a game time decision for us. So there you go. That was uh, Friday. Matt Nagy talking about how he was a limited participant in practice. This is critical, I think, for the Bears. They're going to need David Montgomery in this game to take care of business the way they want to against a tough Rams defense, which is really the strength of the team right now. So David Montgomery, a game time decision. I'll tell you what, if you're a fantasy owner reading the tea leaves, always a little dangerous, but this is kind of the position we're in, especially when it's a Sunday night game. I'll tell you what, I would be concerned about using David Montgomery. If you don't have a viable backup now, What can you do in that case? Well, listen, unless you're holding on to maybe Austin Eckler on the bench who plays Monday night against the Chiefs, or maybe you can go ahead and uh, swoop in and and scoop up Tariq Cohen as a possible backup option if you need to hold out hope that David Montgomery plays. But I will say I'm I'm not overly encouraged about waiting on David Montgomery. And in addition to the fact that the Bears' offense has not been great but the game time decision Sunday night always make, makes things very difficult so I would say if you're a David Montgomery owner and you need to wait make sure you have some viable alternatives to turn to if he's not ready to go tonight Falcons Panthers Ryan fires over the middle it is caught hold in for the touchdown Austin Hooper with a 
great contested catch. Ryan tosses Freeman trying to find a spot. Touchdown Atlanta. He waited ever so slightly and then just punched it upfield. Took a big shot from Ansa as he broke the goal line for Devontae Freeman's fourth rushing score of the year. All right, so a couple of big injuries for the Atlanta Falcons offense as they take on the Panthers today in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Austin Hooper out probably for a few weeks here, and Devontae Freeman out as well, probably for a couple as well. So Brian Hill, the name you need to be aware of if you are looking for Devontae Freeman's replacement. He was very pedestrian last week. Grabbed 20 carries in Freeman's absence once he left the game, but didn't show you any type of real burst. And so if Brian Hill is going to be a play in fantasy football for you this week, it's surely a volume play in all reality. Uh, Maybe he scores a short touchdown for you, but I'm not feeling very confident about Brian Hill, at least based on what I saw from him last week. And of course, if you're an Austin Hooper owner, find an alternative because he's not going to be available However, if you're a Matt Ryan owner and you're a little bit discouraged, I understand. But I'm still probably starting Matt Ryan in most leagues unless you give me a a great option to turn to instead. He's still amongst my top 10. So in most leagues, I'm going to be advising to start Matt Ryan this week. Cardinals 49ers. Now the 49ers hustle up to the line, snap it. Garoppolo keeps, passes, caught. For the touchdown, Sanders. It'll be second and goal at the two. And again, David Johnson looking for room, and he gets to the goal line. Touchdown. Ball crosses the plane. And David Johnson has a touchdown for the Cardinals. All right, a couple of uh, highlights there, courtesy of Fox. Emmanuel Sanders, good news. Set to play today for the 49ers. So that is big news if you're a Sanders owner. Go ahead and get him into your lineup. He had a, a productive day. A few weeks back on, uh, I believe it was Thursday night when the 49ers took on the Cardinals just two weeks ago. Yeah, so make sure that Emmanuel Sanders is locked into your lineup. As for David Johnson, you heard there, look, I don't know if you saw the highlights that was going around the interwebs last week, but uh, this week, actually, it was not encouraging if you're a David Johnson owner. He just does not have the burst, and I don't know if it's all related to the back injury, but... I don't see how you can continue to use him, at least at this point, if you're a fantasy owner, until he shows you some production. And that has not been there for him the last few weeks. Kenyon Drake actually looked more explosive last week when he was in the game. So if you're a David Johnson owner, I think it's finally time to send him to the bench because I just don't feel confident right now until I see something. And now it's it's visual, too. You look at it. It's not just the box score, but you see on tape that he is not the same player that was so dynamic a few years back. So David Johnson, go ahead and put him on the bench in this game as well for the 49ers. George Kittle is out, so you're going to need to find someone else if you're a George Kittle owner. Worth mentioning, I think that is at least good news for anybody who went in and grabbed Debo Samuel. Samuel's been getting a lot of love over the past week because of the production he had on Monday night against the Seahawks. I will say, though, a lot lot of that was a result of Emmanuel Sanders leaving the game. So Debo Debo Samuel, while his production was very nice, I would say I'm going to temper the enthusiasm about it for this week. But I could still I could still see sneaking him into my lineup as a kind of a wide receiver three or flex play this week without Kittle. Now, if Kittle, I will say when Kittle returns and Sanders is in the lineup, things might get a little bit 
more concerning if you're a Debo Samuel owner. But right now, ride him while he's hot. Patriots, Eagles. It is second and seven. Foles under center. Ajayi behind him. Double tight end. This time, it goes to Ajayi. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's in the end zone. All right. We had to bust out the Jay Ajayi highlights. Throwback there with Nick Foles under center. Highlight courtesy of 94 WIP in Philadelphia. Jay Ajayi was signed by the Philadelphia Eagles this week. And Jordan Howard is out. So Jay Ajayi is somebody who probably is going to be seeing a decent number of touches. And when I say decent, I don't know. You know, I think Miles Sanders will probably lead the backfield in touches. So don't go crazy here. But I think Jay Ajayi, if you're in deeper leagues and you're looking for a roster, you know, somebody just to roster, maybe as a dart throw, somebody who could hit, or maybe in uh, the final week of buys, maybe you need some running back help. Jay Ajayi isn't a crazy dart throw this week against the Patriots uh, if you're just looking for a running back who might be able to give you a few touches or especially if you're looking for somebody for those always valuable goal line touches. Jay Ajayi, uh, fresh off the free agency wire, comes in and looks like he's going to be a contributor today for the Philadelphia Eagles as Jordan Howard has been ruled out. Texans, Ravens. Trying to add to this three-point lead. Jackson hooks a pass. Handled. Touchdown! Marquise Brown going upstairs for the score. Two receivers right, Will Fuller short side left, now Miller in motion, Watson takes the snap, got a bit of time, now steps out to the right, throws, end zone, caught, touchdown Houston! Will Fuller with the TD catch, and the Texans take the lead. Couple of uh, wide receivers to focus in on here in this, probably the best game of the day as the Texans take on the Ravens in Baltimore today. Just so fun, like if you're, you got to find yourself near TV at noon today and make sure you're watching Texans Ravens because that one with Watson and Lamar Jackson doesn't get any better in terms of excitement level, uh, especially when the Bears are playing tonight and you have a free noon window. Go ahead and take advantage of this. Marquise Brown listed as questionable, expected to go today, so that is good news. At this point, I will say, I don't feel great about using Marquise Brown as your second wide receiver, but what I will say is, The way the Ravens' offense is running around Lamar Jackson, there's opportunities for Marquise Brown, and it's so difficult to stop. He's just... We really haven't seen a player like this at quarterback since Michael Vick. And I think the way the Ravens have tailored their offense, it's even better than anything we've ever seen what the Falcons did with Vick. So, kudos to John Harbaugh. It makes Marquise Brown, even though the volume is not there... Unlike most wide receivers who I like to start in fantasy football, you cannot count on the volume. The reality is the touchdowns have been there for Marquise Brown in the games he's played. And outside of Mark Andrews, he's probably the biggest touchdown threat for them in the passing game because of the big playability. And when you're a defense and you have to commit extra defenders to stopping the run, that option that Lamar Jackson runs so well, well, that leaves you, it makes it more difficult to cover just an absolute flyer like Marquise Brown. He is he has elite speed. So if you're a Marquise Brown owner, I would say I've I've finally come around. I think he's somebody who you kind of have to just go ahead and throw in that wide receiver three spot and hope you uh, grab that touchdown. Again, there's going to be weeks where if the touchdown doesn't come, you might not be me in love with the volume that you get. But he's such a big play threat, 
And the league really has shown that it has not been able to stop Lamar Jackson at all this year. So I think uh, Marquise Brown probably worth getting into your lineup at this point as a wide receiver three. Will Fuller, good news. He finally returned to practice this week. He is not, though, going to play this week. So if you're a Will Fuller owner, cannot use him yet. But I will say that uh, if for whatever reason he was released because of the injury, might be worth going to grab off the wire because we do know Will Fuller has that big playability and uh, is somebody who can easily make your week. So if he returns next week or in two weeks, uh, might be worth having on your roster as the fantasy football playoffs roll around. Again, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776 if you'd like to participate. I am Jeff Meller. You can also reach out on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's try Frank, who is in Spring Grove, who has a Ravens-related question. Good morning, Frank. All right, Jeff. I got a flex question and a one-point PPR. I got Sanu, the wide receiver of the Pats, at the Eagles. And I got Andrews, the tight end of the Ravens, at home against the Texans. Yeah, Frank. This is, like, I'm not going to lie. This is not an easy one because Mark Andrews has been so dynamic in the red zone for the Ravens. <sighs> Me personally, though, in the PPR format, I like what I've seen from Mohamed Sanu. And I will say, and, G- and Keel Harry will debut today for the Patriots. So that could take away some of the targets that we saw from Sanu a few weeks back before the bye when he had 10 receptions, 80, 80 yards or so. But the reality is, Frank, in PPR formats, Andrews is not. I just I can't count on that huge volume because... The Ravens have thrown the second least amount of passes in the NFL this year. And why would they? Because they're so, they've been one of the best offenses in the league. But if you're playing fantasy football and in the PPR format, Frank Muhammad Sanu looks like he may just have the volume that Edelman, in addition to what Edelman gets, he might be the, you know, the 1A to Edelman because the Patriots just have not proven they have a whole lot of great pass catchers outside of Edelman. So I feel like, Frank, I would be using Sanu based on the PPR format. Understanding, though, that if Andrews scores the touchdowns, which I can't predict, Frank, but if he scores the touchdowns, Andrews could very easily have the better week. So if you need, like, the big play upside, Andrews might be your guy. But I personally prefer the consistency of a Muhammad Sanu in the PPR format. Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, good luck to you. Let's try Tony, who is in Shorewood. Good morning, Tony. You're on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jeff. I uh, definitely have a, a wide receiver issue. It's a half-point PPR. I need two of these four. I have uh, John Smokey Brown, Michael Gallup, Allen Robinson, or Ty Williams. All right. Two of the four. All right, Tony. So two of the four, half-point PPR. Let's take Ty Williams out of the mix there. He's not really a huge PPR threat. Again, if he scores a touchdown, certainly. Again, I feel like I'm a broken record week in and week out, but the reality is it's tough to predict, you know, touchdowns sure the Bengals matchup is enticing but i feel like the raiders are going to try and ground the ball sure and i I think you're probably looking at a lot of run runs in that game from them and if they get up you could easily see them go away from the passing game so he's an easy let's cut him out in terms of i feel like john brown for me the consistency he has week in and week out he's clearly josh allen's number one target so Against the Dolphins, that's a sweet matchup. I like John Brown, number one. Then, personally, I like Allen Robinson. I know, don't feel great about Mitch Trubisky. And the matchup for Michael Gallup is nice. But this is where I look at the talent of the player and the fact that Allen Robinson, week in and week out, is clearly Mitch's number one target. So 
I feel like, Tony, you can't go away from Allen Robinson unless you, like, because, again, touchdowns are impossible to predict. Sure, Gallup could get open on a deep one, and the matchup's nice for him, but I'm going to play the volume in Allen Robinson. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Again, 312-332-3776. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning. Taking you right up to Chicago's NFL Game Day where Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael will take over and give you all the Bears-Rams pregame info you need before 7.20 tonight at kickoff. But they'll be here till noon, so don't go anywhere after we're done here. Let's try uh, Jose, who's in Montgomery. Hey, Jose, what's going on? What's up, Jeff? How you doing, boss? Excellent. What I got you? a quandary on the flex position, man. I got uh, picked up. I got kind of a messed up lineup this week with buys. Okay. So I had to plug in Freeman today. Aaron Jones is on the buy, but I got Brian Hill picked up Jay Ajay, and then I have Marvin Jones Jr. and John Brown. I need two of them out of PPR. All right. So you need two. I would say John Brown, pretty easy for me. I, you know, I like the consistency. He's usually a safe bet for at least five catches, and he's got the ability to uh, take the top of the defense as well. So I like John, John Brown for sure. And you said it was a PPR, right, Jose? Yes, sir. Yeah. Ugh. Even still, I want to say Marvin Jones, but with Jeff Driscoll, that just scares me a little bit. So I guess I would probably lean towards Brian Hill because it looks like the volume for him is going to be there. Looks like a safe bet for 20 touches. And, uh, you know, with Marvin Jones, I just don't know what you're going to get from Jeff Driscoll this week. So I think I would use Brian Hill, Jose. All right, Jeff. Thanks, man. Go Uh, Bears. Go Bears as always. Let's try TJ, who is in East Chicago with a quarterback question. What's up, TJ? Morning, guys. Morning. Okay. Well, I started Connor, so I need to make it up with yeah, somebody. Sure. Hopefully, I can do it with the right quarterback. I'm going to do Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins. All right. Well, I think, TJ, that uh, Matt Ryan is probably the better play for somebody with upside. Kirk Cousins, the, there's just limited upside without Adam Thielen for me. So Even with that uh, Carolina defense? Yeah, no. Look, there, there's no doubt it's tough, but the way the the way the uh, the way the Falcons run their offense, they're going to have mm-hmm. to pass to score points. And look, I don't think either guy is really in line for a big touchdown week this week, just based on the matchup. So yeah, I think you're probably exactly. looking for you know who can probably, if anything, you could see the scenario. It's much more likely that the Falcons find themselves chasing and trying to get back in the game where you get a lot of those garbage yards from Matt Ryan. Whereas, exactly. you know, the reality is the way the Broncos play offensively, the way the Vikings play offensively, it's like, you know, yeah. a 300-yard game from Kirk Cousins is going to be, the probability is very low. The Broncos' pass defense, I believe, is fifth best in the league. And you know Mike Zimmer is is going to be focused on feeding the ball to Delvin Cook, especially yep. when the Broncos' offense is not going to scare anybody. So I just think oh, yeah. I for have me, him too, so we're good there. For me, I, you know, Matt Ryan is the play. He's the guy who, especially considering James Conner really hurts you on a Thursday night game, with that factored in, I think Matt Ryan's your safest bet for somebody who okay. has a decent floor but can also 
have a big game based on, you know, if things get out of hand and they're chasing some points trying to get back in the game. I was just waiting for that Julio Jones 200-yard game, too. So <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm it, waiting for. You, it, it always seems to come around once a year, and we haven't seen it yet. Yep. So maybe today, especially without Austin Hooper in the lineup, maybe Julio Jones isn't for a big day. So, yeah, for me, Tej, it's uh, Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins today. Cool. Thank you, man. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right. Dunny in Desplaines has a question about a player who's been very frustrating for folks out there all season long. Dunny, what's going on? Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Not too bad. Happy Sunday. Oh, uh, here, finally. Best. best day of the week, my <laughs> uh, man. So you already answered the Brian Hill question. Uh, so I have another one. Uh, I scooped up A.J. Green the other day. So do I hold on to him or for the playoff push? So I think it really depends, Dunny, on what you need. Like, I think A.J. Green is somebody who there's, especially with with Andy Dalton not under center, there's kind of limited, you know, when are you going to feel comfortable starting him? At this point, I think it's probably worth hanging on to for another week or two in hopes that he gets back out there on the field and shows you just enough, something encouraging so that you would be okay starting him in the playoffs. But, you know, depending on your league, we may be, you know, we some some leagues start their playoffs in week 13. So you may be a couple weeks away. If it's week 14, maybe you got a little bit of room there. But if you really need the roster spot, A.J. Green is somebody who I could say, all right, like, it's gone on long enough. There's certainly a possibility that he shuts it down at this point. So I don't think he's anybody who you should be holding on to if you need the roster spot, Dunny. Well, I got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, so, you know, I got those two. So, you know, I was wondering if yeah, I should so, put them in a flex. So, so look, Dunny, if you're in a spot where you're, you know, you feel like you're in good shape and you don't need the roster spot right now, he's certainly as good a player as any out there worth keeping on the bench just to see if he comes back in a week or two. But he's been ruled out today, and things are trending in the wrong direction for him. So if you need the roster spot, I'm, o- I'm absolutely okay cutting him at this point. But if you, if you okay. feel like, you know what, you can mess around and hang, ar- hang around for another week or so, go ahead. He, he's got okay. the upside that's worth it. All right. And then uh, is Singletary a plug-and-forget kind of guy, too? Uh, Devin? Yeah, obviously, uh, it wouldn't be Mike that you're asking me about. Um, yeah, you know, I think every every lineup's different, Dunny. It depends on who, who exactly you're, you know, going between. Since he's come back from the hamstring injury after the bye for the Bills, they've certainly made a concerted effort to get him the ball, which is good because he is far more explosive at this point than Frank Gore. And the Frank Gore, I think, I think for I think we can finally say at this point. If you're a fantasy owner, the Frank Gore ship, I think, has finally sailed. There's never a week where you're going to feel very good about starting Frank Gore. So, um, yeah, Devin Singletary, I feel pretty good about starting him most weeks. He's generally in the the uh, you know the mid-teens. We're talking like between 13 and 16 in terms of how I rank my running backs, just a week-by-week basis. But, yeah, I, I like the volume that he's been getting since he returned from the bye, and especially with uh, Josh Allen under center, the Bills do like to lean heavily on the run. All right, full phone line. So we will get more calls in, answer all your questions when we come back. 312-332-3776 if you've got a dilemma. But as I mentioned, we're coming up quickly on the playoffs. So with the uh, trade deadline for most leagues actually coming up this week, I'm going to run through a a few players that uh, I would definitely go out and try and trade for to help you for your playoff push. Do that next right here on ESPN 1000. 
This is Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jeff Miller. Well, I'm getting a message from your father's fantasy football league. Huh? Lenny used the uck word. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Mom, it's trash talk. You know how guys say mean things to their friends the way women say nice things to their enemies? That's 312-332-3776. Well, I don't like this trash talk, and I'm going to do something about it. Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Dear Lord, please help Homer's friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the Internet to be mean. And ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Frenzy every Sunday, Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Tweet me up your questions there. If you do so before the show ends, we'll try and answer them. If we cannot do so on the air, I will answer you on Twitter, of course. But uh, again, feel free to give us a call as we take you up till 9 o'clock when Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael, who's in the house, ready to go. Foaming at the mouth to talk about the Bears and Rams on Sunday Night Football. They will give you all the latest info that you need to know. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, we've talked about David Montgomery, who is going to be a game-time decision. So for fantasy football purposes, probably not worth waiting on if you've got somebody else that you're looking at. Because uh, in addition to the fact that uh, the Bears offense has been extremely inconsistent, now you're dealing with an ankle injury from David Montgomery. So, uh, And it's... Uh, not very promising, so uh, I would say look in other areas if you're a Montgomery owner. But again, I mentioned as we hit the break here, we're approaching quickly the fantasy football trade deadline for most leagues. And perfect time, I think, to quickly run over some players who I think are probably worth trading for if you can. And this is really based on where their value might be at in, ter- in the owner's eyes. Someone like Saquon Barkley, who had an atrocious week. This might be finally, if not this week, next week for sure, when you can pounce. He's on the bye, and it, 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 Barkley has come out and said he's not going to shut it down. And I think there's a buying opportunity if somebody thinks he's banged up enough where they're willing to part with him for you know 75 cents on the dollar. So Saquon Barkley, the overwhelming number one pick. That's somebody who I'm trying to make a deal for in most fantasy football leagues. Now, I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to give away, you know, a stud player who has been carrying me all season long. But maybe you can find a match for an owner out there. Maybe you can pair Leonard Fournette and, you know, uh, a, a second wide receiving option if you're deep there for Saquon Barkley. I think that might be worth the risk for your playoff drive if you can afford it, depending on your running back situation. Uh, Derrick Henry. Should you trade Derrick Henry? Look, a lot of people, I've read a lot of stuff that has advocated trading Derrick Henry away. He's at the heights. I will say I understand the thought process, but I don't know if you're going to be able to find the match for Derrick Henry in most leagues where you're going to find somebody who is worth trading Henry away. He's not nearly as good as the numbers show in my opinion, but fantasy football is a game where you also have to look at All right, while Henry has been fortunate because of some of the touchdowns that he's been able to score the reality is I don't see how the Titans offense gets away from Derrick Henry so even though I'm not in love 
with the skill set of Derrick Henry. I do think he's really pushed himself into that top five running back. He's probably, of course, he's just on the outside probably. But are you going to find an owner who's going to give you the farm for Derrick Henry? Probably likely not. So I think the real, I've thought about the challenge trade. Would I trade Derrick Henry for someone like Elvin Kamara? That's probably where I would shoot if I was a Henry owner. And if if the Kamara owner was willing to do that because they're frustrated, that's a trade you might be able to make if you wanted to go running back for running back swap. But outside of that, I don't think there's too many other owners in fantasy who are going to give you enough that I would feel comfortable trading away Derrick Henry. So just a little thought there before the fantasy football trade deadline approaches. If you have... Uh, a, a specific question regarding trades. Again, feel free. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. All right, let's head on out to Will, who is in Will Metz. Good morning, Will. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Uh, two quick questions. Uh, first one, need two out of four, half PPR. Kenny Galladay, Tyler Boyd, Tyrell Williams, Zach Pascal. And the second one, I have Zach Ertz, but I think he's just going to get completely shut down. So should I gamble with... Goddard or Ross Dwelly, or am I thinking too hard? <laughs> yeah, so, well, I'm going to say, yeah, I would use Galladay and Boyd of the, the four that you gave us there. Ah, man, I understand the thought process because, look, Elshon Jeffrey is out, Deshaun Jackson is out, and you know that Bill Belichick is going to be gunning to take away Zach Ertz. That is certainly mm-hmm. a good thought process. But when you're giving me, I, like, I just shrug my shoulders and say, well, it's certainly possible that Dallas Goddard scores the touchdown this week and, and outscores Zach Ertz. He's in play. But I personally could never start Goddard over Ertz just the way the offense is. But I like your thought process. And if it's something that you're completely committed to and you feel like Belichick is going to take away Zach Ertz and make the Eagles beat them somewhere else, I can buy it. But I, when push comes to shove, especially when you're talking about the exact same, the two same players on the same team going up against the, the Patriots secondary, I just I'm going to play the guy who's been more productive in his career, and that's for me, Zach Ertz. Will. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I've Kittle as well, so it's just a yeah. terrible situation. No, so you're loaded at tight ends, but the you know, and obviously Kittle's out, so uh, you, you can't use him this week. But yeah, like again, I understand the thought process, and I think it's a good one. But in that scenario with with Dallas Goddard, I mean. If, if you really think the Eagles are going to be shut down by the Patriots, you know, is, is Goddard going to find himself near the goal line in that case anyway? You know, it's like to me, it really has to be Dallas Goddard scoring a touchdown and Zach Ertz, you know, being completely shut down in order for Goddard to really, you know, outdo Ertz this week, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, got you. Thanks a lot, Jeff. All right, let's uh, head on out to Milwaukee and Scott. Scott, what's going on up north there? Hey, Jeff, how are you? Excellent. Good. Uh, uh, Non-PPR, two of these three, I know they're not phenomenal choices, but that's what buys will do to you. Uh, (laughs) Nelson Aguilar, D.D. Westbrook, and Devontae Parker. All right. So I will say it was a little bit concerning if you've been riding the Devontae Parker train to see Alan Hearns so involved last week for the Dolphins offensively. Uh, against the Bills secondary, which really does a good job of shutting down the pass. I'm not in love with Parker this week. And that the, the Patriots secondary, you know, scares the hell out of me as well. So I think based on basically process of elimination, Scott, I would use D.D. Westbrook. All right. And then if you had a second choice out of the, out of the other, out of Aguilar and Parker, who would you All right. take? So in that, well, if you're giving me, you know, the, take two out of, I would say I'm going to lean towards Parker slightly over Aguilar. 
Again, you know, the, the, the Patriots secondary has just been the best in the league by far. I anticipate that the Eagles are probably going to try and do their best to go run heavy against the pass this week and try and beat them that way. I, I'm just not in love with using Aguilar if you can avoid it against the Pats secondary this week. Sounds good. Thanks for the help. All right. My pleasure, right. Scott. Again, 312-332-3776. That's how you get in here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Let's head on out to Rosemont and say hello to TJ. What's up, TJ? You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, um, I have a flex question. I have Marlon Mack, Robert Woods, and James White in uh, PPR. I'm just going to start one. All right, so you actually have some uh, some decent options there, TJ. I, I think you can probably feel pretty good. I In this scenario, I'm going to go ahead and use Robert Woods because of the PPR format. Slightly intrigued by Mar- uh, Marlon Mack there as well, but with the uh, PPR format and the Bears defense banged up with injuries, I would say I'm going to go ahead and use Robert Woods. Cool. Thanks. All right. Let's try John. John is in Temecula. What's going on, John? How's uh, You're up early out there. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just got off shift. All um, right. Uh, well, thanks for, thanks for uh, joining us. Wine country about an hour away from San Diego. Beautiful. Well, thanks for uh, joining us after your shift there, John. Thanks. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, so, well, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, listen to you guys all the time. Waddle and Sylvie and uh, Carmen Yuka all the time. Well, we um, appreciate uh, it, John. We appreciate it, man. So I have uh, Baltimore's defense and I have New England's defense and uh, PPR, so standard. Yeah, so, so you know what? Uh, John, I would add, uh, the one thing I'll ask is, uh, are you penalized by the amount of points that your defense gives up? Uh, no, I'm not. All right. So in that scenario, I'm going to say I would go ahead and, uh, I'm going to use the Patriots at this point. I, and, and they just have shown the, the, you know, in terms of scoring defense, they've been one of the best in the history of fantasy football. Uh, I believe, I, I don't know if it's still at this rate, but through the first eight weeks, they had scored the most points by a fantasy football defense since we've basically started tracking these things. And I would say, as long as you're not going to be penalized for the points given up, they are the easy play for me. Uh, you're, you know, picking on Carson Wentz, who doesn't have his, uh, his, his, you know, too many of his pass-catching options out there, his top pass-catching options. And uh, it feels like a, a great opportunity to... Uh, to have the page, uh, the Eagles trying to play from behind and an opportunity for the Patriots to go ahead and score for you. So in that scenario, I'm usually just looking at who do I think can give me the best opportunity of scoring some points. And I think the Patriots at this, at this point have proven that they're a defense that can score some touchdowns for you, whereas uh, the Ravens have been pretty good, especially with Marcus Peters of late. The addition of him has been nice, but I would say I still am going to use one of the best defenses in football at this point. All right. Fantasy Football Frenzy, again, every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller here with you right before Steve Mongo, McMichael, and Fred Hubner take over. Coming up next, which wide receiver should you be looking at in Dallas to start today? Well, it may not be the answer you think. I'll give you some numbers and uh, make the argument as to why somebody aside from Amari Cooper may be the play today. All right, here on ESPN 1000. Teams are not playing this week. Week 11, the Green Bay Packers, the Tennessee Titans, 
the New York Giants, the Seattle Seahawks. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. Welcome back. Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. As we are every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., Steve Mongo McMichael and Fred Hubner warming up in the control room, getting ready to uh, take over at 9 for Chicago's NFL Game Day, where they will get you set for Bears and Rams on Sunday Night Football tonight. Always nice as a football observer to have the Bears and Rams alone on the island game on a Sunday night which leaves you unencumbered to take in the rest of the NFL. I mentioned as we went to break, is there somebody you would actually rather start, a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver that you'd rather start above Amari Cooper today? No, let's not get crazy. But Randall Cobb has a very enticing matchup today against the Lions, the Dallas Cowboys slot wide receiver, Randall Cobb gets to benefit from lining up in the slot against the Lions, which have allowed the second most receptions and have tied for the sixth most receiving yards per game this year against opposing wide receivers lined up in the slot. The two biggest fantasy days by wide receivers against the Lions this season have come from primarily slot production. That was Fitzgerald and Aguilar with uh, Golden Tate and Keenan Allen not far behind. So uh, with Amari Cooper banged up and Darius Slay staying primarily to the outside could be a big day for Randall Cobb, so uh, a long way of a long-winded way of saying that if you're a Randall Cobb owner, might be worth trying to find a way to get him in your lineup if at all possible today. Uh, a lot of those stats, courtesy of my man Jacob Nitzberg. So uh, thanks, Jacob, as always for all the work that you do here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. All right, let's uh, answer some last few remaining calls before we uh, get out of here and make way for Steve Mongo, McMichael, and Fred Hubner. Oh yeah, and I do want to mention if uh, we don't get your answers here. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller, and uh, I will get your answers to you as long as you get me the questions by 11 a.m. After that, no promises. Let's try Max, who's in Northbrook. Hey, Max, what's up? Hey, good morning. Uh, I have a half-point PPR flex question with, between uh, Tyrell Williams and Robert Woods right now. Yeah, you know what, Max? I'm going to say I like Woods. I know it's been a frustrating year for him, but I still like Robert Woods over uh, Terrell Williams, and uh, who's basically been touchdown dependent to make your week. Let's try Sean in Aurora. Hey, Sean, what's up? Hey, not too much, Jeff. How are you? Good. I got a big one versus two matchup this weekend, so I got two questions for you, actually. All right. Um, do, I, do I start Derek Carr versus the Bengal, knowing I have Josh Jacobs, or do I start Phillip Rivers versus the Chief, knowing that he has Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry? Yeah, you know what? I would say, Sean, I'm probably going to go ahead and use Rivers in that scenario because I think, Henry, like, honestly, that's going to neutralize whatever Henry and Allen do. You know, if they're going to have big games, they're going to need the touchdowns to do it. And, you know, that basically plays right into your hands where Jacobs can have a nice game and uh, Rivers can offset the production that he's hoping to get from Allen and Henry, if that makes sense. Nope, it definitely does. And then my other quick question is, it is a, a PPR league. Start two of the three, Mark Ingram, Cooper Cup, and Cortland Sutton. Oof. I'm going to say in the PPR format, 
I'm going to use Sutton. And who was the other receiver, Sean? Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'd use Cup and Sutton. Sutton's uh, matchup actually against the Vikings is pretty enticing, believe it or not, as they have struggled to stop uh, outside wide receivers. This is your two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. All right, fast and furious. Eric, Eric Strowski, what do we got? All right, from Jay Gry, the fire guy on Twitter, is asking he needs one PPR. Sammy Watkins, D.D. Westbrook, Pascal, or Terry McLaren? Ugh, let's use... Let's use McLaren reluctantly. Um, Tracy Butler chimes in. She's facing Abdallah this week, and she just wants to know how to trash talk him. You know what, Tracy? I'm going. To, my advice there is going to be that when Adam Abdallah is your opponent, you just be the bigger person, and you just say scoreboard. Because Adam, the problem with talking trash to Adam Abdallah is the nonsense that's going to come back. It's just stuff you cannot refute. You cannot. It's like trying to argue with a crazy person on the street. At some point when Abdallah is talking trash to you, there's there's just going to be no rhyme or reason to what he's saying. So you can't fight logic. You can't fight with logic, Tracy. So just here's the trash talk. You beat him on the field and then you just say scoreboard and you walk away. That's the best way to trash talk to uh, Adam Abdallah. Either that or say sorry to him. Sorry to the roll tide. That's it. Uh, Matthew, Defoe Cub Life on Twitter. Stefan Diggs or D.D. Westbrook, PPR. Uh, let's use Diggs and not even think twice about that one. Pretty easy. All right. Any any more, Eric? One last one before we wrap up here? I will go one more. Dave wants to ask Garoppolo or Foles. Uh, let's use Garoppolo. I like the matchup for Jimmy G this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Went crazy a few weeks back with four touchdowns, so Garoppolo is the play, Dave. All right, that's it for us, folks, but don't go anywhere. Steve, Mongo, McMichael, Freddie Hubner take over. Rams-Bears preview. We were just debating what the over-under for Todd Gurley should be in terms of touches tonight. Maybe they'll tell you what they think it should be next. Right here at ESPN 1000. Thanks for listening, folks.